There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. Corby, thank you for my intro on the audio as usual. Um, a little bit different today. As most of you know, I usually have a guest, and all I do is click record. But today, it's just me. Um, why are we here? Because um, I put it out on social media after a pretty amazing weekend that uh, I'll get into in this episode. But um, I put it out on social media asking what the platform that most people wanted me to share, the uh, story of an incredible 24 hours in Orlando uh, with my friend Gary Miracle. And a lot of people said, hey, do an unscripted solo. So here we are, we're solo, and probably by the end of this episode, you realize why I typically have a guest and I just stay out of the way and click record. That being said, let me start at the beginning. I feel like it's best for us to um, go back to where it all started before we get to what took place in that 24 hours. And if you're just now coming uh, into the fold on uh, this entire story in, in meeting Gary for the first time or becoming familiar with this, let me take you all back and give you some history. So, um, and I'll tell you, a friend of mine picked me up on Tuesday morning for our daily workouts, and he said, uh, at 5 a.m., by the way, and he said, hey, man, how did the weekend go? And I said, uh, how much time do you have? Because there was a lot that took place in 24 hours. So, uh, let's start at the beginning. On uh, Saturday, August the 14th, um, I boarded a flight to Orlando, Florida. And my reason for flying was to join my friend, Gary Miracle, for a two-mile race. And uh, we had made commitments a few months earlier. And if uh, if you're new to the blog or unscripted podcast, um, I'll give you all the details here. So let's, let's go back to where it all started. 
It all started on March 1st, 2021. I was driving to my first day at a new job. I had just resigned from a position with a company that I'd been with for like five years and honestly just gave my heart and soul to. And and, uh, starting a new position is always scary. Leaving a position that you're very familiar and comfortable with is always hard. And um, I can tell you right where I was uh, when this happened, but my musical tastes, as most of you all know, are all over the place. And uh, this day, I happened to be listening to some praise and worship music, and I was going through a roundabout in Dublin. There was a steak and shake to my left and an office building to my right. I could I could paint you the picture, if I, and I'm not a painter, but um, I, I heard the words, today it all begins. And I immediately looked over at my phone to see what, what is the song that's on, and I was very interested to hear the rest of the song. And the song was a song by the band Mercy Me called Say I Won't. Um, By the time the song was over, I was literally pounding on the steering wheel almost as an anthem and singing it out loud, the words Say I Won't. Um, I will tell you all, let me pause really quick. There is a accompanying blog post to this that uh, I'll have the links for that will have all the media that's associated with these things. So if you've never heard the the song Say I Won't, um, you need to go hear it, one. Two, you need to go watch their uh, video because that's where I became familiar with the man, Gary Miracle. I arrived home that evening. I looked up the video, and I sat there with uh, tears in my eyes as I watched this story about a, um, a man I'd never met before but the one featured in the video. And uh, thanks to the Internet, I just started to do my research. Who is this guy? What happened to him? How does he know Mercy Me? Why do they have him in his video? Um, on May 8th, so March 1st is when I first heard this song. May 8th is when I did some research and found an email address for, uh, for Gary. Uh, he's the man featured in the video, and as usual, my procedure for finding guests for this podcast, I just simply made an ask. I sent Gary an email and uh, explained what the podcast was, and on May 9th, I received his reply. His reply said, thank you so much for thinking of me for this opportunity and for reaching out. I would be honored to be a part of this. You let me know when and where. I'll log into Zoom and we can make this happen. I'm willing to walk through whatever door God opens for me. So fast forward now. A couple emails back and forth between Gary and I. Um, We set up the interview for May the 13th. And on May the 13th, we recorded episode 88 of this very podcast. Um, It was the most emotional moving, inspirational, and powerful episode that I've ever recorded. Um, And make no mistake, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with Gary. Uh, He joined me for over an hour. We just kind of let it roll. Uh, We laughed. We cried. And uh, the interesting thing is we made a few commitments to one another. And and again, these these, um, media are all in the, the blog post, which will be in the link below. But In that video, we made a few commitments to each other, and uh, I'll cover those a little bit later. But what would follow after the interview is an episode is just a friendship and a brotherhood. Um, We we talk multiple times a day via text. And I heard multiple times over the weekend from people that I'd never met before that something just clicked in that interview. There was um, no exaggeration to say that uh, we just, we connected. And the friendship that has grown out of that interview was pretty amazing. Sometimes it's just gifts or jokes, and a lot of times it's uh, us making fun of one another or, or him making fun of me for something stupid I did again. 
<laughs> but it's a safe place for us to share our struggles. Uh, we share prayer requests. We share our battles. And honestly, we lay down our swords and our shields for just a little bit, and we just text each other's burdens, and we care for each other as much as we can. And it's all because he replied to my email. So let's talk about those commitments for a minute. In the interview, I committed to Gary that I, if he would get me a screenshot with his prosthetics of the words, say I won't, that I would get that tattoo somewhere on my person. And I did. I actually uh, went. Gary was kind enough to get that to me. And uh, I got that, that uh, tattoo a few uh, months ago. Gary, he, he did me one better, though, when he said uh, he committed the following. He said, I'm going to be running with my kids in August. Now, at the time of that recording, Gary was still in a wheelchair. Um, he had no blades. And to my knowledge, I don't believe he even had the legs yet um, for him to even begin walking. And he made that commitment that he's going to be running with his kids in August. All I had to do was sit down in a chair and get a tattoo. And uh, if you guys knew what Gary had to go through, it was a much larger task. Uh, it would require daily visits to a facility that would help him begin getting back to running and walking. And uh, it's not, it's really, it's going to be important here in a few paragraphs as to what Gary had to go through to get there. In one of our many text conversations, I had been sharing my struggle to get back into some kind of shape. Um, I had let myself go. <laughs> as Kenny Chesney says, um, the body's a temple. That's what we're told. And I've treated this one like a honky tonk. And um, uh, just the storms of stress in life, I've treated my temple, as they say, quote unquote, as a uh, honky tonk. And I knew I had to get myself back into some kind of shape. Uh, I was admitting to him as, as we're very real on our text strings, um, that it's a journey I wasn't looking forward to, but I needed to get back into shape and I knew it because I got people counting on me. And a few days later, Gary sent me a text, uh, for a link for a race on August the 2nd in Florida. And the words were simple, put your money where your mouth is. And so we both did purchase tickets and, uh, there's going to be a lot of thank yous at the end of this podcast. Um, but I purchased tickets, uh, made plans and made my journey toward August 14th and 15th. Um, I have a lot of really good people that have uh, stepped up and, and helped me on my physical journey to get back to where I need to be. And trust me, I am not even close to being where I need to be. Um, but there's a lot of people that care about me that uh, got me involved in some groups. Um, as I said, 5 a.m. workouts with uh, two brothers, especially, um, that have just helped me start to begin my process back. But uh, again, not even remotely close to what Gary has had to do. So let's fast forward 24 hours in Florida. On Wednesday, August the 11th, Gary and I recorded a follow-up episode to our, uh, our first unscripted podcast. It was just a quick update. It was seven minutes. And really what I wanted Gary to do was share where he was, what had happened, how, how far he'd come in his journey, and prepare everyone for the weekend that we knew was ahead. Uh, if you saw the video or if you haven't seen the video, I may have jinxed myself a bit because I made some jokes about Spirit Airlines, which I had uh, purchased tickets for. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Spirit Airlines, but they've been canceling flights left and right. And sure enough, Saturday morning, I woke up to a canceled flight. And so I did what most of us would do and took out my anger on Facebook with Three simple words, Spirit Airlines sucks. <laughs> now, not only did I do that, but I also started to work on Plan B. Um, I started to look into all kinds of options, and some of them, which quite frankly, were silly. But I don't know if you all know this, but you can actually take a bus from Orlando to Florida. It costs roughly about the same as a flight, and it takes several days. 
So that wasn't an option. I had to get there. Um, I could drive my car, but that would have taken about six hours. And luckily, I found a flight on Southwest Airlines. Um, many in my village were reaching out, seeing how they could help, offering to uh, to pay. Th- just crazy what, uh, what, what has been happening between my village and Gary's uh, to get me there. But we were back in business, thank you to Southwest Airlines, and I was on the air- I was at the airport by two, and I was wheels down in Orlando by five p.m. When I arrived at the airport, I was greeted by two Gary Miracles, father and son. It turns out that Gary Miracle is junior, and there is a wonderful man who is his father, Gary Miracle Senior. There was a lot of hugs and smiles, sighs of relief that it had finally all come together, and we left left the airport and made our way to dinner. We walked in the restaurant, and it was very clear to me that Gary is a local hero and legend in that town. Uh, they all very, The family all lives very close together in Florida, and Gary, uh, it turns out I would find out, was a two-time track and field state champion, state in Florida champion in track and field. He is a legend in that town, and many, as we walked in, greeted Gary, uh, said hello, told him they were praying for him. Some said they'd be there in the morning, and some said they were praying for him in the morning. Everyone knows Gary, and everyone knows his story. It was uh, awesome just to be there for it. Um, we greeted each other, greeted multiple people, and then we found our table, and, and we sat down. And the next several hours, it was just getting to know each other. From We turned our text conversations into real-life conversations. Uh, we picked up right where we had left off, and I was a welcome member of their family, and it meant so much to me. I was also immersed into Gary's world for a little bit and the challenges that he not only faces but overcomes every day, even in a restaurant. Something is, for example, is something as simple as cutting a steak. But there were no complaints. There were no moments of frustration. Gary just has a say-I-won't attitude. And we went on with dinner, just regular guys having dinner together. After dinner, we went back to his house. And once we arrived at the house... I had a chance to meet his three sons and his beautiful daughter and his amazing mom. I say that because I was so busy meeting the kids that I completely missed his mom standing right in the middle of the room. And I'm sorry, Mrs. Miracle, if you're listening. I felt terrible, but uh, it was just such an exciting moment to meet his family. I was amazed how everyone knew their role. The laundry was done, beds were made, and Gary led his family. He had each child lay out their clothes for the morning, shoes, shirt, socks, underwear, shorts, everything, for a 5.30 wake-up call. He let everybody know, 5.30 in the morning, we're getting up, and and, uh, he just let his family. It was awesome to watch, and they were all prepared. I had a chance not long after that to take a picture um, that made its way through social media, and again, you can find this on my blog, but... As I was sitting at the table preparing my flights for the next day, um, I looked over and I heard, I heard the words, bro prayer. And I didn't know what that was. I looked over and Gary, uh, sitting in his wheelchair, had his boys huddled up around him and they were praying together. And you have to see the image to really appreciate what happened in that moment. It turns out they do this every night. This is a time when Gary leads his boys. This is a time when he prays over his boys and he shepherds them. And again, it's in the Miracle Home, it's called a bro prayer. I felt so bad taking a picture because it really wasn't, it was an intimate moment. 
And I didn't even know if it was okay to take a picture, but I had to capture that moment. Uh, I would later show it to Gary in one of our conversations before we went to bed, and uh, he posted it on social media. And I was so proud of him. It wasn't a photo op. This wasn't something for a stranger that was just in their house. This is an every night occurrence. And it was so clear to me that Gary's leading his home. We had a very early morning. So uh, some of the, you know, after our, some soul to soul conversations between Gary and I, and really just some really deep conversation, uh, we were headed off to bed and they were kind enough to let me reuse the room of one of his youngest sons. Um, I sat there in the room and plugged in all the devices. I don't know if y'all have traveled lately, but <laughs> you need like six outlets. So I'm plugging in phones, iPads, Beats, my watch, you name it. Uh, so I'm finding plugs all over the room. And at one point I, I went to plug something in. His son had chalkboard paint on the wall. And um, it was so cool because there was all these scribbles all over the wall. But I moved a, a laundry basket so I could plug in my uh, my phone. And there were the words, say I won't, in his son's handwriting on the the, ch- the chalkboard wall. Again, the image is uh, available on the, the blog post. But again, you almost have to see it, but it, I was just shook. Um, just as I was getting ready to go to bed, I sat on the bed and throughout the, the house, the house is very Amazon enabled. And so there are speakers pretty much in every room, the TV, everything is really wired into Amazon. And as I was going to bed, there was praise music playing throughout the house. It was just Christian music playing a, probably some mix of some kind uh, from Amazon. I was sitting on that bed, just getting ready to go to bed, and I heard the, the song, Say I Won't. And I sat there, and I, I wish I could explain it to you all, the feeling I had in that moment of sitting on that bed, listening to the words of Say I Won't, in the home of the man who's featured in the video, who has welcomed me into his village, and whose family I just got to spend time with. And in the morning, I was going to run a race with. Um, Words won't ever explain how surreal that moment was for me. And so I went to bed and really looked forward to the next day. So race day came. Uh, The house was a buzz with four kids, Gary getting ready for the big day. The alarms went off and lights were on. and, And every one of those kids was dressed and ready. It was amazing. Again, leadership from their dad. But um, I walked out at one point, and his son was helping Gary prepare for the race, his oldest son. He had gloves on. He was uh, prepping Gary's legs so he could put his blades on. And his knowledge and wisdom of what needed to be done was incredible to me that a child could help his dad and understand if if things weren't just right, if they didn't fit just right, if the layers weren't right, it would lead to injury and sores. And so his oldest son being able to just know and understand the situation and take so much care was incredible. I, I wish, again, I wish you all could be there to have seen it. But as they were getting done, one of my favorite points in the morning, again, Amazon filled house speakers in every room, Gary yells out, Hey, Alexa, play Say I Won't, all speakers, volume 10. And throughout the house, the song Say I Won't just blared, and it was awesome. Uh, It got us so pumped up, almost like a football team getting ready to take the field. We loaded up the van. We headed off to the race site. As soon as we arrived, immediately we were met with so many people that were just there for Gary, whether it was church groups, teams, friends, family, 
you name it, we were surrounded immediately. Um, people came up and told them story after story about why they were there, who they were there for, you know, that they were there for him. Uh, shirts, the shirts that were designed were everywhere. It was overwhelming. And Gary was so gracious. He smiled for every picture. He listened to every story. It was really amazing. And we hadn't even started the race yet. But all the photos were taken and the race bibs were applied and the kids were ready. And they announced that the start of the race was coming. So we made our way over the starting line just in time for the national anthem. Again, the pictures are on the blog, but you had to see this sunrise that only a Florida sun could have, could uh, could present. It was beautiful. It was an absolutely beautiful sunrise. We made our way over. They played the national anthem. It was at this point that I got to meet someone that they had spoken about the night before, a man named Marco Chisetto, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Marco is a double amputee and a world record holder. He and Gary have met through their incredible training and uh, rehabilitation at the Prosthetics and Orthotic Associates in Florida. Let me take a step back and tell you that the night before, Gary and his dad were telling me about how just incredible this facility is, how the doctors, it's a very open space, and the doctors, at times there'll be 30, um, 30 people there, all getting back to work and play. And the doctors will take their time with each one, and while they're not with the other ones, the other, the other people that are there will actually talk to each other and bond. And it's, it's almost its own community because they truly all understand what they're going through and what a, what a wonderful place it is every day to go and to be together. And through that process, Gary's had the opportunity to meet Marco and several others, by the way. But Marco showed up. Marco is a world record holder in running in his blades. He showed up just to be there for Gary. And at the start of the race, Marco took off. <laughs> he was gone and uh, ultimately finished the race fifth. The reason why he finished fifth is because he ran 18 miles the day before. He didn't want to risk injury. He took the time to come up and meet with us as we uh, made our way through the two-mile course. And about a mile in, he found his way back to us and spent the rest of the time with Gary. He advised him as he was walking um, the sidewalk was somewhat slanted, and he, he advised Gary, you know, hey, you might want to be on the right side because there's a slope. Uh, he just encouraged and spent time with Gary throughout the entire race. At one point, I asked Marco how long it took him or how long he's been running on his blades, and he said 10 years. I followed up with that question because I said, well, how long did it take you to really feel like you had you were comfortable, like you could really just go out and do what you do today. And he said four to five years. I want to pause here and remind you all that Gary got his blades in June. This race was in August. The man I spoke to took four to five years, and Gary was out there in less than three months pushing through a two-mile race. The grace went along, and, and honestly, Gary fought and battled and even sacrificed uh, for two miles. Having done several half marathons and a full marathon myself, I would say that in my mind, what Gary was going through was an Ironman marathon. It's the equivalent of, because of the newness of his situation and really honestly just still learning to run and walk with the blades, I can't stress enough how hard those two miles were. And in, in, in our world, I would say that that's most like an Ironman or one of the ultra marathons. Incredible. What that, what that was for him, and it just shows his will and his fight. 
one of the things that Gary refers to all the time is his village. And I could promise you, as he says, his village is strong. The course was lined with friends, families, churches, teams, local high school teams, and, and groups just there to support Gary. The scene at the finish line is, is something that a video and a picture will not capture. I, I can't capture it. There were tears of joy. There was celebration as he rounded that final turn and crossed the finish line. I'm sorry. He finished the race. His dad on one side and his sister on the other. His mom was waiting at the finish line. He completed the goal. And the embrace of a family at the end was worth more than any photo can capture. I was so honored to be there. I apologize. I uh, didn't realize that was going to happen, but you had to be there to see a family in a village literally finish the race before him. Afterwards, we went to a celebration. They honored Gary with um, awards. And uh, uh, the crowd, once again, gave him the applause that he was so due. Uh, It was amazing. And just before we were getting ready to leave, I looked over. And I caught another picture with my camera. It was Gary hugging, just like the night before, huddling with his children. All four this time. And I had a chance to take a picture of it as he huddled and spoke and prayed with his kids, tears in his eyes. That, that was the celebration, and that was the moment. My returning flight was that afternoon, and so things moved very quickly from there. I had a few minutes with Gary before I had to leave. His dad was kind enough to drive me to the airport. It's about a 45-minute drive. We had a chance to talk, just me and, and Gary's dad. Or Gary's dad and I, I guess I should say. <laughs> 13 of my ACT. He, uh, we talked about Gary. We talked about being dads. We talked about just an incredible 24 hours. When I arrived at the airport, I hugged Gary's dad, and I thanked him for allowing me to be a part of their family. And once I was through the TSA, and I sat at my gate, and I reflected on just how blessed I am. I have so many people to thank. I'm blessed that Gary responded to my email. I'm blessed that I got to be a part of this journey for 24 hours. And I'm blessed to call him my friend. A couple of quick thank yous as I close. Thank you to my title sponsor for the Unscripted Podcast. They purchased my ticket to Orlando. After the fact, he sent me a text. How much was your ticket? I'll venue the money. Venmo you the money. Thank you to my family for allowing me to time to be there, support this dream, and everything that I chase. Thank you to my dad who texted and said, hey, man, whatever you need while you're gone in Orlando, you put it on the card and I'll cover it. Thank you to a very special friend that sent me a text as I was on the flight that said, hey, check your Venmo. She'd sent me money so I could take Gary out to dinner. Thank you to my guys Dave and Doug who, who give me up every morning as much as I hate it and trying to get myself back into shape, and the whole F3 Columbus crew, but particularly Dave and Doug, who hold me accountable. Thank you to my bride for always believing. 
loving, listening, supporting my dreams. Thank you to all of you that take the time to read, listen, like, share, wear a t-shirt, leave comments on the socials. None of this is lost on me that this doesn't happen without all of you. Thank you to the Miracle family. You invited me into your homes and your lives, and I'm a complete stranger, and I won't ever forget that. Thank you for treating me like a member of your family. Last and certainly not least, thank you, Gary Miracle, for responding to my email. You're my brother. You're my hero. And you're my friend. I love you. And I'll see you this Christmas for another run. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.